Hi there, welcome to another King's Daily and great to be with you again as we work our way through the book of Psalms. We're right at the beginning of the book at the minute, there's 150 um, songs, prayers, praise, um, sometimes articulating um, pain and sorrow. And what I love about the Psalms is that they, they really help me to put language around my own prayers when I don't know how to pray, I don't know what to pray. They're written in very real life contexts of, 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 of uh, people facing difficult situations sometimes. And the psalm we're going to read today, Psalm 3, uh, gives us the context of that psalm at the beginning. It says, it's Psalm of David when he fled from Absalom, his son. Um, Absalom, prior to this, had fled from David. You can read the stories there in, in 2 Samuel, chapters 13 through to 18. It's all in there. Um, Absalom had had, had sort of organized the killing of his brother Amnon. Amnon had, had, had raped Absalom's sister and so it's kind of a revenge killing there and Absalom then runs away and flees Jerusalem. And then a few years later he comes back to Jerusalem but not a humbled man but a man really full of pride and arrogance and he seeks to usurp the throne from his father David. He seeks to turn the hearts of those that were following David towards himself and build a following. And eventually that becomes so big that, it, that David himself has to flee Jerusalem with a few friends. And that's the context for this psalm. And so let's read it through verses 1 to 2 first. O Lord, how my adversaries have increased. Many are rising up against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no deliverance for him in God. There's a sense that David is surrounded here, an enemy too great for him, um, beyond his ability to do anything about um, and, and he maybe feels the pressure of that, that there's no way through it. People are mocking him as well. We just read and there is no deliverance for him in God. Um, and, and the Psalms and the Old Testament is meant to point us all to Jesus. It's meant to point us to the King of Israel, if you like, in Jesus. And um, in John's Gospel, the beginning of that, we read that Jesus came to his own, but his own didn't receive him. And then right through his life, those that were meant to maybe uh, receive him, rejected him, and ultimately culminating on the cross. When Jesus was on the cross, he was surrounded by those that were mocking him, that were ridiculing him. In Matthew 27, 42, it says, He saved others, he can't save himself. He's the King of Israel, let him come down from the cross. He trusts in God, let God rescue him. And then in the psalm we're introduced the first time to this word selah, this musical term, and one of the meanings could mean to pause. I think that's a, that's a good way to maybe take it, just pause. Maybe it's a pause in the singing while the music plays, time for someone to reflect and to think about what's been said before, and maybe it's a moment here in this psalm just to pause and reflect and to bring the situations that we might find overwhelming to God, the things maybe you're facing in your life right now, that you just need to say, God, I'm facing this, this is the situation. Many are against me. Many situations seem too difficult for me and I don't see a way through it. Some are saying maybe oh, God isn't going to bring you through this. If he really loved you, he wouldn't allow this to happen to you. And, and maybe it's a time just to reflect on Jesus, to, that we come to one who sympathizes with us in our weaknesses, one who has been through the cross, one who knows what it's like to face overwhelming circumstances. And we come to him and we can pray and we can um, uh, call on him and we can be honest about the situations that we're facing. And we can thank God that there's one that knows, the one who sympathizes with us, who has been there. But we don't stop in, in that. We go on to verse 3 to 4 where it says this, But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, 
my glory and the one who lifts my head. I was crying to the Lord with my voice and he answered me from his holy mountain. But God, but the Lord, he's a shield to me. David reflecting on this, God is my protection. Even in this difficult situation, he's the one who's going to help me. And again, it maybe points us to Ephesians chapter 6 where it talks about the armour of God, what it means to be in Christ. If you've been watching any of King's um, recently, our Sunday meetings, Goff, one of the leaders has been using this um, sort of image of being in Christ, that this is us, this is Christ. He's a shield about us. The, 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 the every, we have every spiritual blessing in Christ, that, 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 that he protects us, that he watches over us, that we're in him, um, that he shields us from the attacks and the lies of the enemy as we keep in the truth of what God says about us. Um, he's the lifter of my head. Sometimes situations cause our heads to go down, don't they? They're, maybe it's just the pressure. Maybe it's feeling overwhelmed. This is just too much for me. Our heads can go down. Or sometimes we use a phrase to, to hang our heads in shame. And maybe David here even felt the shame of um, failure as a parent, as a father. This was his own son that was turning against him. And yet he says, God, you're the lifter of my head. And Jesus is the lifter of our heads. Again, we come to this word sailor again here, this pause and a good moment to pause and thank God that, that he lifts our head, not out of pride and arrogance, but um, that we lift our heads in gratitude and, and a sense of um, thankfulness of what God has done for us, that he's taken our shame, that he's taken our guilt, that he's forgiven our sin, that he, the, the, the amazing grace of God causes us to lift our heads again. And, and to, to look to God, to look to Jesus, what he has done for us, that he takes our shame. Verse 4, it says that he cried to God with his voice. He prayed out loud. There's something about that, articulating out loud, our gratitude to God for what he's done. And Lord, I thank you so much that that's true, that you're the lifter of our heads, where we might hang our heads um, because of the pressures we're facing, thinking we can't cope or where we hang our heads in feeling shame at the things that we've done. Jesus, thank you that you're the lifter of our heads. You're the one that forgives our sin. You're the one that takes our shame. You're the one that promises to strengthen us and help us every day as we fix our eyes on you. But God, but the Lord, he's a shield. He's a lifter of my head. And then verse five and six says, I lay down and slept. I awoke for the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me round about. I don't know what you're like when you go to sleep at night, um, but sometimes the thoughts of the day there where um, we're not doing other things can kind of crowd our minds. Maybe anxious thoughts might crowd in and disturb our sleep. But David here is lying down peaceably to sleep, even in the difficult situation. And he says, I awake because the Lord sustains me this sense of living in the good of the grace of God, of all that God does for us in Jesus, that uh, he keeps in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on him, who are fixed on him. And, and we do that, we, we fix our eyes on Jesus. Before, we, when we wake up in the morning, before maybe all sorts of things can crowd us, it's just good to get alone. To, like Jesus said, when you go and pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who is in heaven, uh, in secret, in that place. And before we're crowded, and maybe last thing at night, just to pray before your, your head hits the pillow, committing things to God, that he's a shield, he's the lifter of my head. Now, Lord, help me sleep peaceably tonight. And, and, and fears get displaced here as well. David says, I will not be afraid. 
He's confident that God will fight for him. God will bring him through. It goes on in um, verses 7 and 8 as well. Arise, Lord, save me, God, for you've smitten all my enemies on the cheek. You've shattered the teeth of the wicked. God has fought for him. God has defeated our enemies, the greatest enemies of, of Satan, sin and death. Jesus has triumphed over these on the cross. Salvation belongs to you, O Lord, verse 8. Your blessing be upon your people. And then again, this word sailor at the end. And Lord, we pause and we pray and we thank you, Father, that you're with us, that you're, uh, you're our helper, that you're our strength, and your promise is to bring us through every situation and circumstances, even when things feel like they're pressing in and could be overwhelming to us. And I want to pray, Father, particularly for those struggling with sleep at the minute. I want to pray, Father, for peaceful sleep that they would lie down and sleep peaceably because you're with them and you're sustaining them. Thank you so much, Lord. Amen. Great to be with you. Hope it's been helpful. Take care. Bye.